Do you like free stuff? I know that I like free stuff. Hell, I love free stuff. And for those of you who are listening to this podcast, we want to thank you with some free stuff. So just head over to covers.com and use the promo code SHARP600 for a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. That's the promo code SHARP600 for a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. The legendary Ric Flair always said, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. The best way to beat the man is to hone your handicapping skills at every turn. So why not check out the Streak Survivor Contest at Covers.com for a chance to win $100,000. It's just one of several free Covers contests available on the website, and it's a fun and exciting way to make picks on games with a chance to win cash and Covers swag. The Streak Survivor Contest, check it out now at Covers.com. And for the sports betting newbies in the house, welcome. Great to have you here on the podcast. We have a How to Bet section that we recently launched on the website. It gives you the opportunity to brush up on the basics, to find explanations of the most common terms. It's basically a 101 level course to get you set for everything else we do at Covers.com and here on the Sharp 600 Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the debut episode of the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. You give us 600 seconds and we'll give you the arsenal necessary to attack the betting landscape. My name is Joe Fortenball, and here is what we have in store for this episode. Professional handicapper and owner of ProSportsInfo.com, Steve Merrill, is going to join us in about three minutes to discuss second-half wagering options in the world of Major League Baseball. We're going to follow that conversation with maybe one or two baseball plays that we're keeping a close eye on for this weekend, as well as some white-hot Canadian football trends. Yes, we're going to talk football in the great white north. But we begin with a bang. My thought process here is that what better way to kick off this podcast project than by giving you guys my favorite play of the upcoming NFL regular season. That's right. I've already isolated what probably will turn out to be my biggest play of the year. It's based on a trend that I've been following for about five or six seasons now, and it's a trend that shows up very rarely, but it's on the schedule this year. How rare, you might ask, this trend has only been in play 12 times since 1996. So in 2017, we'll have the 13th instance in 21 years. Here's what you're looking for. Play against road teams on Thursday night coming off a Sunday game. So they've only had four days to get ready. Traveling across two time zones, 1,500 or more miles. Now that might sound like a lot, but again, Road teams playing on Thursday night, traveling across two time zones, 1,500 or more miles. Last year, this was in play. The Raiders at Kansas City early December, Thursday night. Kansas City won, Kansas City covered. Okay? This trend since 1996 is 11-1 for the home team straight up, 11-1 for the home team against the spread. Do you remember that Thursday night game when Tim Tebow and the Broncos were a home dog of seven points against the New York Jets? They won that game outright. Same thing happened in, I believe it was 2011, when the Eagles went to Seattle as three-point favorites on a Thursday night and got blown out in that game. So this year, week seven, the Oakland Raiders Thursday night play host to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
the Chiefs will be playing the previous Sunday. They will be traveling 1,500 miles or more across two time zones, the mountain and then into the Pacific, to play the Raiders on the road. They will be on the road. The play here is the Oakland Raiders in Week 7. Currently, the look-ahead lines are Oakland minus 3. I love Oakland by a touchdown in this spot. Take the Raiders in Week 7 minus the points. We go to the phones, and our next guest is the owner of ProSportsInfo.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Steve Merrill. Steve Merrill joining Joe Fornball here on the Sharp 600. Steve, good morning, and thank you so much for your time. Let's jump right into it. Based on what you saw during the first half of the Major League Baseball season, are there any futures you would invest in at the current moment? Well, you know, Joe, the thing about futures are two things. First of all, they normally skew the payoff a little bit. So you normally don't get great odds because you're not able to bet the no. You know, if you're playing the World Series winner, you're only betting the yes. Most sports books don't allow you to take the other side. So you're already at a disadvantage. And then on top of that, they're holding your money for another three or four months before the payout. So for me to play a futures at this point, you know, really has to be some good value. And what I look for aren't the favorites. You know, I'm looking for some, maybe some dark horses, some long shots, um, I think you want to look outside the division leaders right now. I still think the Dodgers and the Nationals are the teams to beat in the in the NL. You're not getting a lot of value there. Um, the Cubs, you know, they've underachieved all season. Uh, I think people are catching on to that. They came out of the break and they swept the Orioles earlier last week. And uh, they're still a heavy favorite, actually, to win the Central Division, even though they're behind the Brewers by a couple games. Um, you know, if you go a little bit deeper there, I don't really see any dark horses in the NL. I think the value is probably in the American League. Um, it's a wide-open race. Houston's the favorite. Uh, however, they've got some question marks. Uh, Cleveland, the defending champ, I thought they would be a little bit stronger out of the gate, but they struggled and got swept by the A's. Um, there's a lot of value there in the American League. You know, I don't think a team like Tampa is going to do anything, but they're only three out heading into the weekend behind Boston. So if you're going to play the Futures, I think you want to kind of look for a dark horse maybe from the American League because if they make the World Series – you can always come back and hedge then and, you know, kind of lock in a profit. Of all the contenders that are out there right now, the ones that have locked in a playoff spot or appear to be headed for a playoff spot, which ones frighten you the most? Which ones do you feel could flame out quicker than some might anticipate? Well, you know, the Nationals are an interesting team because they have a double-digit lead already halfway through the season in the NL East. Um, in fact, the future odds after the break had them at 1-100 to to win the division. Um, so that's pretty much a done conclusion. Their problem, though, has been the bullpen all year. Made a big acquisition last Sunday, picking up uh, two Oakland relievers, Madsen and Doolittle. I think that'll really help that bullpen. Um, the Nationals have plenty of offense. They have plenty of starting pitching, but they have that albatross. They're kind of like the Washington Capitals. Uh, they get to the playoffs, and they never do anything. Um, so I think that's the team you have to be careful with. They have as much talent as anybody, um, but I really need to see them prove something in the postseason before I'm willing to back them. From an individual player perspective, the MVP and Cy Young races, any dark horses in the mix there that you might consider laying some money on as we approach the final few months of the season? Well, you know, Kershaw is obviously the best pitcher in baseball, but they don't always win the Cy Young because I think a lot of times, though, when you're dominant as Kershaw has been for year after year, you get overlooked. Um, I think Scherzer's been very consistent for the Nationals. The problem for him is that he's had some bad outings. He's either basically pitched no hitters halfway through every game or he gets lit up early. Um, and with the Nationals, as I mentioned, having such a huge divisional lead as well, um, you have to wonder if they're going to start limiting some innings for their top pitchers. So, you know, I think Kershaw and Scherzer are the two best pitchers in the league. I think one of them probably gets to Cy Young. Um, not a lot of value there either way. Uh, but my concern, once again, with the Nationals would be that huge lead that they start to rest some of their key players. Heading into the weekend, any series or matchups catch your eye? I know it's early and we don't have prices on everything yet, but is there anything that you're keeping a close eye on as we work our way towards Friday and Saturday and Sunday? 
Well, you're definitely looking at this point to play some ugly ducklings, you know, some play on and play against teams. Uh, one team I'll mention real quick that's just been awful all year is the San Francisco Giants. Last year, my power rankings at Covers.com, the Chicago Cubs were number one all season except for one week. The week before the All-Star break, the Giants overtook them last year. They came out in the second half, and they were terrible, and they've been bad ever since. They're actually second to last in my rankings right now. They play San Diego at home this weekend, though. The Padres have actually been overachieving, but coming into the season, they had the lowest win total of any team in baseball. I think San Francisco might start to pick up some units here because they've been so bad recently. People are starting to overlook them. Bumgarner's now back in the rotation as well. So I think you can maybe pick some spots for the Giants here in coming weeks and pick up a couple units. He's the owner of ProSportsInfo.com. Follow him on Twitter at Steve Merrill. Steve Merrill joining Joe Fordenball here on the Sharp 600. Steve, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Now, I'm sure some of you are counting down the days to week one in the NFL and or the start of the college football season. I don't blame you. I'm with you. I've been doing it since January for college and February for the pros. But for those looking for a fix and those who may not be willing to wait to the Hall of Fame game in Canton in a few weeks, I direct your attention to the Great White North, specifically the Canadian Football League. We've got three games this weekend that I want you to pay attention to for a variety of reasons. Number one, Friday night, Winnipeg at British Columbia. Game number two, Saturday, Saskatchewan's at Calgary. And game number three, it's going to be Monday, Ottawa at Toronto. Now, I want you to pay particular attention to the road teams as away teams have gone 10 and 6 in the Canadian Football League this season. Now they that might not sound like a lot, all right? 10 and 6 might not be the type of trend you're going to go running to the cell phone with to tell all of your friends. But what about underdogs? Winnipeg's an underdog at British Columbia, all right? British Columbia opened as a 9-point favorite for that Friday night showdown. The line's down to 4 and a half. Why do you think that is? Well, in most instances, it's a variety of reasons, but perhaps it has to do with the fact that underdogs are 11-5 and five in the CFL this season. Specifically, road dogs, like Winnipeg on Friday night, 7-2 and two against the spread. Similar situation in Calgary Saturday as the Stampeders play host to Saskatchewan. Game open Calgary minus 11.5, but it's since dropped to 10. Again, Saskatchewan in the role of Road Dog, which is 7-2 and two against the spread this year in the Canadian Football League. Finally, Monday, it's going to be Ottawa at Toronto. Toronto open as a one-point favorite. It has since moved to Argos minus 2. So this trend isn't necessarily coming into play, or at least it isn't making any significant movements in our favor like we saw with the previous two games, but that's what we're going to leave you with today. Those three plays, or I should say those three trends, away teams 10-6, and six, underdogs 11-5, and five, road dogs specifically 7-2 and two against the spread in the Canadian Football League this year. That's a play on Winnipeg Friday, and it's a play on Saskatchewan Saturday. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. Thank you so much for sticking with us today, everybody. We really appreciate it. If you have the opportunity, subscribe to us on iTunes, like us, review us, weigh in, give us your feedback. We'd really appreciate it. My name's Joe Fortenball. Check us out at covers.com. Remember to get down on the Streak Survivor Contest and to use the promo code SHARP600 for a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. We're back on Monday. Good luck this weekend, everybody.